on today's show. You just saw him last time on our show, but he had so much to say. We have to invite him back. We couldn't fit it in. Please welcome the longest running American gladiator, Laser. Hey, Mike. Nice having me for the second part. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get enough in the first. We, we couldn't get it all in the first time, but uh, uh, I appreciate you having me back. I, re I really appreciate it. Welcome to the Mike Rand Show. And joining us back for a second time because we had so much to say, we couldn't fit it into one episode. Please welcome Laser from the American Gladiators. <laughs> That's funny, Mike. Yeah, you can't, you can't put it all in one one show because when you're 60, you got a lot to tell the people, right? You got a lot of a lot of things to, to share. So yeah, I, I appreciate you having me back. I, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, uh, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Who would you say was your best opponent as a contender? Well, let's see here. There was a lot of them. Um, there was one guy that stood out. I'd like to get a hold of him <laughs> just to say, hey, how you doing? It, him, him and I got into a little kind of a fist fight in Conquer, and this was Lucian Anderson. Uh, I think it was the second year. It could have been the third year uh, he was on just tough, you know, he had an attitude, but he, he, he should have, he, he's tough. And he pulled my top off as we were going out of the conquering and I landed on him and put my hand on his throat and they broke us up. And, you know, I just, something I remember, but uh, there was Rico Constantino, another tough dude, um, uh, you know, I would have to say those two, you know, there was two scoops, just a true athlete, right? Um, gosh, there were so many. And it's unfortunate because so many years have gone by. You really are, Mike, the first person to ask me some of these contender names. I mean, I, you know, it's sad because I used to know quite a few of their names by heart, you know, and call it age-related uh, dementia or something. But I just can't. The two guys that I remember is uh, Lucian Anderson and Rico Constantino. Now, did you ever get tired and just throw a competition or let somebody win a competition? No way. There's no way. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that now when I'm 60. Uh, yeah, there's no way I would do that. that. That's one thing that was unique about our TV show. It, it wasn't staged. Uh, there was no... You know, I'm going to let up when you know you got tens of millions of people watching you. The last thing you want to do is have someone start talking behind your back that you're not a very good athlete or you gave up. Uh, wasn't I wasn't raised that way. Was it my mindset? And uh, I, I gave it 110, 110 percent every time I went out to, to compete. Now, the show is so popular. It spawned, um, you know, live shows. It spawned a soundtrack. A home game, Gladiators 2000, hosted by Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. One of the fun things you did get to do as an American Gladiator is you got to go on the Family Feud. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I want to ask you, what are your memories of Family Feud? And an even more important question is your name tag was spelt L-A-Z-E-R, even though your uniform said L-A-S-E-R, not once, but every time you were on the show. Yeah, so we'll, we'll first go into the, the naming. So I was cast as Laser, L-A-S-E-R. I wanted it to be a Z because I thought it was just, it, it, it just seemed tough, like Laser with a Z, right? But the producers were like, no, it, Laser, the correct spelling is with an S. So they kept it with an S. So Steve Hannenberry and I, Tower, we, we did a, um, we put together a, a, a program for kids that we went all over the country to talk about health and fitness um and for us to go out and do that so samuel goldwyn who owned the rights of the show wouldn't get a piece of the piece of the monetization that we were recovering and just trying to make a living uh we decided to go out and trademark our names uh uh steve trademarked it with tower and i trademarked it with laser but trademarked it with a z i've always signed it with a z um the uniform said s had s uh but you know to me it's it's here nor there. I mean, I, I've always went by with the Z and signed it as a Z and, and nobody has ever said anything except for you, Mike, you, you brought it, you brought it to my attention that you, I, you I noticed wanna, that. And I'm going to ask one more name question because as an actor, you have the name star. So I wanted to know how you came up with that name. Oh, that's a great question. I'm glad you, 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 you stated that is, so my real last name, my birth name is Califat. That's K-A-L-A-F-A-T. Still use it today. But the cool thing back in the 80s and the early 90s was to have an AKA if you were acting, as you know. Nobody went by their last name. Nobody did. So going out on these commercial auditions, this is pre-Gladiators. Uh, you know, you, you'd always have to state your name for the camera. Hi, this is Jim Califat. Uh, what's that? Uh, how do you spell it? You know, and it just got to the point where I need to change my name. That's the cool thing to do. So I was doing a movie with Robert Conrad, uh, a Monday night movie that he was doing a special. And they, and Dan Clark was on this and we all gave each other nicknames and they kept calling me Jimmy Star, Jimmy Star. So that week I was getting uh, my Z card done with pictures and you put your name on the Z card and that's what you hand to, you know, the auditions. And that's how Jim Starr started. I started Jim Starr in 1988, two years before the gladiators. And during my, in the, my court, in the corporate world, even today, more people know me as Jim Starr than Daniel Califat. So it, it's confusing even for me when to use it. <laughs> Because I don't know, should I use Star? Should I use Califat? Now I've just been, uh, agree, you know, putting Jim hyphen Califat Star and certain things. But yeah, that great question because a lot of people don't ask that. <laughs> and you did get to make appearances, um, you know, around the country at malls and in schools. And I want to know too, you did some work for Dare, correct? And if you with could, who? With Dare in the school, oh, talk about Dare. I, I did. That's um, uh, the drug program that, and Steve Hennebury and I uh, w was, we did things for DARE and we went all the way, all over the uh, country talking to elementary school kids 
and just talking about uh, staying away from drugs, being healthy, eating correctly. Uh, and that was a great program. That was really, really rewarding for Steve and myself uh, to be uh, helping out the youth at the time. And one of our messages was if, if one of us, Steve and I, could get through to one of you kids at that time in your life when you had to make that choice, you know, if someone's offering you drugs, uh, uh, we were hoping that uh, they would remember us uh, and be able to say no and walk away. And it was, it was really uh, fulfilling for myself, uh, that's for sure, especially having uh, kids of my own. So then after American Gladiators, after it ended, you went more into like the corporate world. I did. Got a full-time job. <laughs> yep. So the first thing you came up with was laser productions, correct? I did. Uh, I had laser productions and uh, I used my persona on the TV show um, to go out and be spokes uh, a spokesperson for many companies. Metrics was one of them. Aola, a network marketing company that signed me for a pretty good deal there for a few years, going out and doing personal appearances at their different events and trade shows, uh, doing quite well. Um, and I used the laser productions to become, um, you know, I was always doing some personal training with uh, private clients on my own, uh, geez, for 10 years. And, you know, when the show ended, I had to find a secondary career, right? A second career. And so I started uh, a good friend of mine, Mike Pincus, uh, who I'll speak to in a moment about my new position. Uh, he was a master trainer there in California and he helped uh, get my business started, gave me some really good ideas with uh, promoting my business, how to take it to the next level. Uh, but after doing the training for two years post gladiators, I, I just, and, and I mentioned this to Mike, there's nothing wrong with being a trainer, right? I mean, you can be a very successful personal trainer, but I, I, I just wanted more. I felt like I had more in me uh, in terms of my wants and needs. And I had a client at the time that knew a gentleman uh, that ran a sports nutrition company. Um, and he said, why don't you call this gentleman? And, and uh, I knew who he was. And I sat on his phone number for a couple months. And my wife, Tanya, said, what do you have to lose, Jim? Just give the guy a call. I mean, all he, the worst he can do is say no. So I called him and he says, you know what? You would be perfect for our company. Send me over your resume. I'll see what I can do. I faxed it over because obviously that's all we had back then. I faxed it over to him on a Sunday night. He called me back that same evening and says, you're hired. Come in Monday morning and sign the paperwork. And that's when I started my first corporate job and um, I was 35 years old um, and started as a basically a product uh, project product project and product manager uh, and it was for a company that sold uh, dietary supplements and nutritional products to health clubs across the country 24 hour being one of their main clients and worked my way right up the company ladder and uh, haven't had a regret ever since. Yep. And then you went on, um, you also went to DotFit and you did something with Jackie Chan, correct? Yeah, I did some uh, Jackie Chan. Uh, DotFit is another nutritional dietary supplement program with the nutritional background uh, and a program that's attached to the supplements. And we were working with Jackie Chan uh, 
And it was just, uh, it was one of my first international experiences, uh, putting some products together uh, for Jackie Chan. And uh, it, it was just a, a very good and it vastly opened my eyes to uh, the, globally of what uh, dietary supplements and nutritional products, the outreach and the outliers could uh, partake in. Yep. And then you also started Sport Nutrition Consulting Group. I do. And I still have that company today. Uh, it's uh, not used very much, uh, but it's called Sports Nutrition Consulting Group, where uh, companies would hire me to develop uh, dietary supplements and nutritional products. Uh, you know, I, I, I learned from the ground up, this is something you're not taught in school. I mean, I, I, I can take a, a, a formula. I'm not a, a, you know, a scientist per se, but I can put a formula together and taking that formula to a contract manufacturer all the way and working with the FDA and the Code of Federal Regulations and putting all the panels together and then working with all the different vendors for uh, packaging and, and taking that product from A all the way to inception until uh, and, and post-market. So uh, it's a plethora of different tasks that you have to know as uh, someone that's developing products within that market. Yep, and then another thing that you're currently working on too is 365 Achieve It. Well, we were working on it. So my oh, wife- No I, more? Okay. <laughs> you, know, it, you know, during the pandemic and it, it, as most businesses, you know, it, it, it just couldn't, we couldn't get it off the ground. It, the concept was great. It was, it's called 365 Achieve It, where people would uh, send in a personalized video upon themselves uh, of why the, the whole premise to 365 is that we were going to give them that individual that won the video contest $50,000 to go fill their dream 365 days a year and report back to us. And we were going to uh, uh, debut their story uh, as social media and follow their story, whatever that goal was. Maybe they wanted to travel the world. Maybe they didn't have enough money to, to take a few classes so they could be a, an art designer or art student. So we were going to take uh, all these individuals and, and follow their story as we were going to give them 50 grand. Um, but it just, it just didn't take off. We didn't have the marketing dollars. Uh, so it, it still exists, but uh, we're not doing much with it right now. Okay, but what you are doing is you have a logo in back of you. <laughs> if you can awesome. explain to us about your new company. Oh, it's awesome. Wow. And trust me on this one, Mike, and the world, it's going to change the way we look at food. Uh, it's not going to be all about calories. It's going to be about uh, something we call DQV or diet quality value. And I'll get through this, but Opsis. Uh, health. They're out of Golden, Colorado. They're headquarters in Golden. Uh, the gentleman that started this, the founder, uh, Kevin Grunde. Kevin Grunde uh, was sought, after, sought out by Steve Jobs in the late 80s to put some electronics together uh, that eventually became the next computer. Kevin became the lead hardware designer for Steve Jobs for approximately nine years. So as uh, technological background in that environment with machine learning, AI is just off the charts. Um, and he's, he, he's very successful. He's had a ton of uh, patents. He's got a couple IPOs under his name. 
And what it is, it's a food recognition company. He developed uh, this platform based on his daughter that had Crohn's disease. And he knew that, that his daughter uh, had the symptoms of what she was experiencing with Crohn's because of her of what she was eating, nutrition basically. So in stealth mode, knowing Kevin, because he had that background with machine learning and artificial intelligence, he said, there's, there's gotta be a way. If Google Maps can go around and take, you know, scan with a scanner on top of the Toyota Prius for 13 years and map the world out, there's gotta be a way to do it with your phone as well, right? So he developed a scanning process with any cell phone, could be Apple, could be an Android. And what it does, it'll give you all of your macronutrients, protein, carbs, fat, and calories, and it'll give you 220 nutrition markers in, within a, a four second scan, you can put your phone down and within seconds, you're gonna know before you eat and even after you eat, if you want to, you're gonna know how many calories, protein, carbs, fats, you can scan a barcode if it's uh, you know prepackaged foods, dietary supplements, nutritional products. It's going to be state of the art. Uh, we have a soft launch that is going to happen around July 19th. It may be a couple of weeks after that. Uh, do a soft launch just here in the U.S. Uh, we are going to be globally uh, soon. Uh, but as you as you can imagine, all the foods that are left to scan uh, and know the dietary uh, nutritional profiles and markers for those is going to take a long time. So we're building that database as we speak, but it's, it's one of those uh, applications and platforms that, that's going to basically change the way we look at food. And one other thing that you did, I don't know if you're still doing it, laser in the house. Are you still doing that? No, that's done still, too. Hey, if somebody wants to hire me. So I, the, the concept was, I thought was terrific. And Mike Pincus, who's the co-founder of Opsys, Mike and I have been friends for 30 years. He, he hired me uh, as part of the biz dev team uh, at Opsys, but he helped me develop Laser in the House where Laser, myself, and I did this with a buddy of mine in Montana, um, and his name's Johnny Nott. He's uh, just one of my oldest, dearest friends, and I kept telling him over the years, I said, John, let me just come, let me live with you for just a couple months and I'll teach you how to eat. We'll train, we'll have fun. And he did, he Baja, you know, he put that down left and right. And finally, uh, right before pandemic hit, he called me and says, I think I'm ready. So I went to Montana, my hometown, and I ended up moving in with him and changed his life. Uh, he was 238 pounds. His cholesterol was 270. I got him down right now. He's about 209. Feels good. He's kept the weight off. So that sparked an idea with myself saying, hey, there's a lot of people that have a lot of money out there that would love to have their personal trainer move in with them. And or my wife and I had an RV at the time and I was going to take the RV and stay in the RV, be outside their home, train them every day, teach them about the mental mindset of what it takes uh, uh, to get to your goal uh, with fitness and education and, and nutrition. Uh, and it, it, that business didn't take off. 
<laughs> so, you know, you just keep going and going, you keep grinding, right? So uh, great idea, great concept, but it just, uh, again, you know, you can have the greatest, my, my wife, Tanya, has the craziest ideas and the more, more inventions that you could imagine. But unless you have marketing dollars to market the greatest idea in the world, it's never going to get off the ground, right? I mean, we, I think we all know that, but the vision's there and the excitement's there. So, heck, at least you're, you're, you're killing a couple birds with one stone. So. And now, many years later, American Gladiators is having a resurgence. So yeah. you have this other career, but it's coming back. The American yeah. Gladiators. <laughs> it's coming back. It's coming it's back. Like, now, it did come back once in 2008 and i want to know your thoughts on the 2008 version you want my thoughts i'll give you my thoughts i thought the show was a joke you know there was nothing nostalgic about that re the remake of american gladiators you know hulk hogan great guy met him years ago but you know they should have brought back mike mike adamley could have been the host they could have made the events the same events they could have made them a little bit more modern era, right? They could, they could have had some of us gladiators as cameo appearances. They could have really springboarded that show because if NBC can't make it work, there's, there's not another uh, network out there that probably will, right? So unfortunately, you know, they, they bombed the show and it, it, to me, it was goofy. I, don't, I think it lasted a year. Um, and trust me, people that are watching this, I'm not cutting down the gladiators they had, the contenders. Really, it starts from the the bottom up, right? And uh, whomever made those decisions uh, made some very poor choices in terms of the content, how they were going to film it, what the events look like, who they're going to have for host. Uh, just an array of uh, issues that uh, obviously the 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 long-term Gladiator fans tuned in and were disappointed. Uh, I mean, we were disappointed. I, I try to watch it from the viewership being uh, I, I, I guess looking at the show, I wanted to view it where I wasn't a past Gladiator as I would if I viewed it for the first time, how I would think of it. And even then, I was disappointed. Uh, so anyhow, that's my thoughts of the remake of 2008. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't even watch it. I just wasn't interested. Just wasn't, no. I, yeah. It didn't look like it was going to be the same, you know? And, and like oh. you said, modernize it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and supposedly in the works as well, WWE is supposed to be bringing back the American Gladiators. Now, I am a fan of WWE. And you do have a story that I didn't bring up yet that you know I'm going to bring up. Is, is it? You could have been with the WWE if you could. Well, I think it was WWE. What was the other one? WWF at the time. WWF at the time. So uh, Jim McMahon, who led that uh, insurgents, uh, had approached Steve Hanaberry, Tower, and I to be the next tag team champions. We decided Steve wanted to do it. It would have been a great, a boatload of money. It would have been a lot of fun, but I, I just couldn't, you know, I, I'm a kind of a guy that's 
110 miles an hour and I, I'm not going to let anyone beat me because someone tells me that they're going to beat me for ratings. I, I, that's just not me. I, I, that was what uh, attracted me with American Gladiators is basically you, it was professional football. You, you were an athlete first. Uh, and I don't think I could have done the show knowing that they had it rigged in terms of, you know, staging. Hey, those guys take a beating. It's, it's really, I mean, most of those guys don't get paid, right? And, and they're beating their bodies up. It, it's just sad. Uh, great athletes. Nothing wrong with that. But that just wasn't me to have uh, it staged, knowing who was going to win, who, you know, and moves. And this guy's going to, not me. So uh, opted, whoops, sorry, opted not to go that route, uh, which I think I made the right decision. So that's the story of the WWF. And maybe I could have uh, met Rock, the Rock. <laughs> you, you, you could have met the Rock. <laughs> yeah, look where look where he started. You know, who would have won, you or the Rock? Oh God, he probably would have. <laughs> he would have kicked my, you know what? <laughs> and now, what's even more exciting is there's a documentary coming out on Netflix. Yeah, Can you tell us a little bit about what that's going to be about. Yeah, so excited. You know, it, it, it's exciting to know there there's still a fan base i mean who would ever have thought 30 years after the show ended there'd be a documentary that netflix wanted to do and it's just not a one-part documentary it's a six to eight part docu-series on where are they now what we're doing with our lives people are interested i mean there are still when we ended the show in 1997 we were in 60 odd some odd countries being aired and then other countries started to launch their own version of gladiators it just became a phenomenon that happened with really grassroots marketing there was no advertising dollars there was not a budget for sammy golden to put back in the show and it, it's pretty cool to know that we're still liked enough in this world where somebody wants to view us uh i think it's going to probably end up coming out in 2023 but but it's really an honor uh, and it was a thrill to be able to talk about our lives and what we're doing now, you know, because we get, that's the number one thing that I get people reaching out to me on Facebook, social media, whatever that is, is what are you doing now? People want to know they're, they're interested. I mean, I'm interested. I, I, you know, there's a lot of the gladiator females that I haven't kept in touch with that when we resurrected all of us coming back together for this Netflix documentary, to find out what they're doing with their lives and what they've done for the last 30 years. Um, we did that gladiator dinner theater show in Orlando, Florida for, geez, that thing lasted. I was only on a year. I got injured really badly, but I met a great guy there, uh, Reggie Beagler. Uh, his name's Tank. Uh, he never made it on the TV show, but he was really the icon of that show day in and day out down in Orlando. And just just a good guy, right? He's just a, an animal. I mean, he would have been great on our TV show. But it's just nice to be able to know that all of us part, we had a, uh, we, we partook in this, this, in this iconic show that of all companies, Netflix is interested in us. I mean, it still gets me today to be able to tell our story and where we are now and our families and because people are interested in that. Um, 
So looking forward to that coming out in probably 2023. Yep, and I can't wait. We're so excited for that. I know that a lot of viewers from my show as well have, they were so excited when they started seeing American Gladiators are being interviewed. Like yeah. I had fans reach out to me, oh, I'm going to watch this, I'm going to watch this. So they're they're really excited. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny, Mike, because I, I, I know you interviewed uh, uh, Lori Fetrick Ice, and she said it best, is, you know, there's another net documentary on 30 for 30 coming out. I think it's one episode, if, if that. A lot, you know, they didn't offer us anything, and they, they, they stood, they, they went to bat for us, basically came back, but it was a day, day too late. Uh, you know, they didn't want to pay us. They didn't get any of the A-list of gladiators that, uh, to do their documentary, the 30 for 30. I, I don't even know who they used. Um, they had a lot of gladiators that may have been on one or two, th three shows, maybe one season. Um, so people may see that and think that's the gladiator documentary, but it's not. That's the one version, 30 for 30. Uh, and if you're not a fan of 30 for 30 and ESPN, I'm not sure how you're going to even even know that it, it exists, but everybody's watching Netflix nowadays, especially through the pandemic. So anyhow, we're excited that that's going to be launching here pretty soon. Yep. There was one thing I forgot to ask you too, that I'm just remembering right now. One commercial you did, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it aired during kids shows and you were a gladiator at the time. And I want to say, were you in a plane or something? <laughs> what was that commercial? Oh my God. Because I remember that. That was a Toyota four by four commercial, and it was a re, it was a a takeoff from uh, Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger. So I did all my own stunts. I drove the four no big deal being from Montana, but I drove the four wheel drive. I flew a plane. I I was mountaineering, basically repelling down a mountain at Zion National Park. I I did the kayak scene, which I I almost drowned. <laughs> I, think I was definitely afraid because I've never been in a kayak, but I told him in the audition, oh, yeah, I'm an expert, right? So yeah, unbelievable. But that commercial also ran and people can view it. They can find it on YouTube. Just put Total Recall, Toyota remake commercial. Fun as heck to shoot. I mean, I, I made more off of filming for three weeks than I did off the total, you know, residuals that it aired for a year and a half. But what, that was a great commercial. Not just because I was in it. It was it was just a really cool commercial. And I remember it was on during like the cartoons or the kids shows or something uh, too. So uh, I mean, we couldn't buy a car, but we saw you and recognized Laser <laughs> in yeah, the commercial. Yeah, and what was cool it showed during the Super Bowl. I mean, they played it for a year. It was on every, uh, you know, all three major networks and uh, regional. And uh, yeah, I, I I killed it on that one. That was a good one. Now I want to know what inspires you today. Family, I, family, and my new career with Opsis Health. Um, I've always, you know, all of us try to be connected in some sort uh, and want to feel valued with what we're doing with work. Uh, a lot of times when you're in the big corporate world, you just you're. I think we all fall victim. We're just another number, right? Uh, I, I, I was given this blessing with one of and it makes me tear, teary eye, uh, my best friend, Mike Pincus, who gave me the opportunity to work for Opsis. And 
all of the people that work for offices, there's only about 20 of us right now. And we're going to raise that to about 100 at the end of the year because it's a startup. But Mike gave me that privilege to be working with such an awesome company. And that, that gets me going. It, 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 it excites me. It, it's great for me, my family, uh, long term, short term. Um, and it's, you know, I've been in that business for 25 years and even longer, basically in the fitness and the health side of things. So, uh, that's what motivates me. Yeah. Okay. And now it's time to play the lightning round where <laughs> I'm going to name you two things and you tell me which one you prefer. All right. Tetris or super Mario brothers. Ah, let's do super Mario. The ocean or the mountains. Oh, come on. Being from Montana, that's mountains all day, baby. <laughs> ski ball or whack-a-mole? Oh, boy. Ski ball. South Park or Family Guy? Family Guy. Would you rather visit a big city or visit a small town? Small town all day long. Blast from the past, Dunkaroos or Shark Bites? Shark Bites. <laughs> Would you rather pack light or pack over or overpack pack light <laughs> vhs tapes or cds oh boy boy let's do cds <laughs> superman or batman ah superman all day leg day or arm day arm day protein shake or protein bar <laughs> ah, let's do protein shake i had that just before we talked <laughs> dumbbells or kettlebells Dumbbells. Okay, awesome. And what would you like to say to all the fans who are watching today? Hey, really from the bottom of my heart, I, I can tell you that I'm a fan of everybody that watches the show that uh, may now watch this show, may watch Netflix that have never heard of Gladiators, uh, or maybe they heard of it through the grapevine, maybe mom and dad, uh, the younger millennial population that's never seen us. But uh, I just want to say thanks to everybody out there that uh, um, was a part of nostalgia and part of our show, part of the making, because without fans, really, what do you have when you're in that entertainment world, right? So uh, just a big shout out to uh, the fans and all the people I've met through all the years doing the autograph sessions and signing autographs, even today and sending them all over the world and just want to say thank you and uh, uh, motto that I, I've lived by for a very long time. My family knows it. <laughs> All my friends know it. Uh, makes me emotional because it brings back a lot of memories with the gladiators is a, a motto that I've always lived by is never surrender. And, and, and using this in an everyday uh, motto for life in general with life. Life is tough, as we all know. Life is tough with family and, and keeping a job and and uh, the, the mental mindset, it, it, just never surrender every day. Just, just, go, just, just go for it. And when you're down and on your luck, tell yourself, never surrender. Yep. And how can anybody get in contact with you? They can, they can look me on social media. I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram. Uh, you can probably look up Opsis Health. Uh, you can reach me through there if you have any questions. Uh, emails on, on their website there and uh, uh, pretty easy to find people's phone numbers and, and personal email addresses nowadays. So yeah, if you want to reach out to me, uh, Messenger, uh, you can reach me out on Messenger on Facebook and uh, uh, that's it. Yeah.
Yep. And we'll have some of those links at the end of the show for you guys to follow him. Follow me as well. I'm on facebook.com slash official Mike Rand, uh, Instagram at official Mike Rand, Twitter, Mike Rand.com. Go to MikeRand.com. Stick around for the credits, guys. All, <laughs> All right. right. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank yep. you. Yep. And thank you guys for watching. So talk to you all soon. Bye, everybody. See you, everybody.